ESPN's Kylie McDaniel put out his list of top 10 breakout prospects of 2022, and uh, I've got thoughts. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And like I said uh, in the open, Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, the MLB insider uh, that's not Jeff Passan, put out his list of uh, breakout prospects in 2022. And the way that he did this list, the way that he ordered this was... If you take the 20 to 80 grading scale, you know, 50 is major league average for any given tool. Uh, and then it goes three standard deviations above and below. So up to 80 and down to 20. And he said that the concept of a better than 80 grade isn't really a thing. But people think that there have been specific situations. And the example he gives is Billy Hamilton's speed at his peak was greater than an 80 on the scale. So if you look at everybody's performance versus the preseason expectations that he set, who were the 20 players that were outside of that distribution? 10 are at the very bottom. We don't care about those. 10 at the very top. And that's who he wanted to talk about. So using that, his number one breakout prospect of 2022 is Jackson Churio of the Brewers. He had Jackson Churio as a 45 future value and a breakout pick. And we've talked about Jackson Churio plenty on this show. 2021 IFA, 6'1", 170, 175 or so. Uh, but at age 18, low A, high A, double A, combined for just under 100 games. 288, 342, 538. 20 home runs, 55 extra base hits, 32 walks to 118 strikeouts, and 16 to 20 on stolen bases. The thing with Jackson Churio is I think what you're looking at is a guy that plus power, plus defense, plus, plus speed. And the fact that he's so young and the power is already manifesting in games tells you that the ceiling could be something pretty special. We talk a lot on this show about guys who are, they'll be like, oh, he has great gap power and he's going to, his, his power is going to develop as he physically develops. Jackson Churio is 18 years old and he already hit um, 20 home runs in minor league baseball as the youngest player at like every level he was in. So that's something that tells you the ceiling has to be insane. He's going to be the number one prospect in all of baseball before he debuts. I'm pretty sure of that. And you'll remember when um, David Gasper of Reviewing the Brew came on and talked to us about Churio in this system. He said that, his, that Churio's minor league manager gave the comp of Ronald Acuna. We don't do comps on this show, but that was the comp that his manager gave for the type of ceiling that Jackson Shurio could have. So, uh, looks to be a fantastic, and the fact that he was graded as a 45 future value, so below average mlb to finish out where he could be the number one prospect in baseball, that is deserving of the number one spot for, from Kylie. Number two on Kylie's list, another guy that was a 45 future value, but a breakout pick for him preseason, was James Wood of the Nationals, 2021 second rounder out of high school, Big boy, 6'7", 240, drafted by the Padres, traded to the Nationals on the Juan Soto deal. And 
Okay, so played 76 games, didn't, you know, uh, and in those 76 games, some of them were, were, 50 of them were low A for the Padres and 21 were low A for the Nationals, uh, as well as five rookie ball games. But the slash line here, 313, 420, 536, 12 home runs, 40 extra base hits, 50 walks to 75 strikeouts, and 20 of 25 on stolen bases. The thing here, one, defensively, he's in center. He's probably going to settle in a corner uh, where he's got, he'll, he'll have probably above average defense with an average to above average arm uh, and, and, you know, in decent speed. The thing here, though, is you're, you're taking him for his power potential, right? Uh, 30 to 35 home run potential with a good average. He walks plenty. He hit over 300. No, 50 walks to 75 strikeouts. He's not striking out more than once a game on average. And he's walking two, you know, two, two-thirds of the time that he's striking out. So uh, you like the balance there. Uh, taller guy, 6'7", 240. You're going to be worried about how long the swing gets. Apparently, his isn't as long as a lot of 6'7 guys. Uh, but uh, going to be able to get it, get the power into games. It's going to show up. And again, the thing here is your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. The hit tool is going to decide his ultimate ceiling. But I can see him being a top five prospect as far as where he was before the season to where he is now. I get that. By, that choice by Kylie. Number three is Vaughn Grissom of the Braves. Shortstop prospect, 6'3", 180. He was a 2019 11th rounder out of high school. Uh, this year, he started off, he was in high A for 74 games, double A for 22 games, and then got called to the bigs after Ozzy Albies broke his foot. So in the minors, 96 games, 324, 405, 494, 14 home runs, 36 extra base hits, 36 walks to 54 strikeouts, 27 to 32 on stolen bases. Uh, Kylie had him as a 40 future value, but a possible breakout pick. So good job noticing there. And at the big league level, the big thing to take away is the defense has showed up. Granted, it's a second base and not short. It's an easier defensive position, but the defense has showed up. Uh, He's not having an incredibly like tough time strikeout wise. Um, you know, he's, 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 he looks like he belongs. The power, uh, has been there at the big league level. 296, 358, 444 is a slash line at the big league level. Five home runs, 10 extra base hits in 39 games. 11 walks to 30 strikeouts. Five of seven on stolen bases. Still able to make things happen on the base paths. Still walking, uh, pretty often. Not as, you know, not to the ratio that he was in the minors, but still walking enough. Not striking out more than once a game. Uh, Biden average came down 25 points, which is to be expected. Uh, but I mean, everything looks pretty good. Looks like, yeah. I mean, for a guy who was a 40 future value now doing it in the bigs, looks like Von Grissom legitimately deserves to be in the top three, five of this list. So I get it. Um, and this evaluation window has been fantastic for the Braves. Now they have a better idea as to where Von Grissom is and they can properly orient the Dansby Swanson, uh, free agency and contract negotiations as far as knowing what they want to do and having comfort with Von Grissom. In just a minute, I want to get to uh, four through six. There's a couple pitchers in here, and kind of this is where I'm a little questionable about the order and where guys belong. So excited to get to that. But first, 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. Summer's winding down, the nights are getting long, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff because this episode's sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we know that confidence can take you far in life. It's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Simple process. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no uh, no eye contact with the pharmacy tech who knows exactly what this medicine is for, and you probably worry is judging you a little bit, but in reality, they don't really care. Uh, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, all of that stuff. It just... Uh, it's a made-in-the-USA tablet that's prepared and shipped to your door in discreet packaging. So if you need a little more zip on your fastball, if you could benefit from a little extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information, and we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, four through six here. Uh, Don't disagree that these guys have broken out. Not quite happy or not quite where I would have put them in the order. Number four, Mason Wynn of the Cardinals. Shortstop, we talked about him a lot in the super long episode we did with JD yesterday. Uh, 5'11", 180, second rounder in 2020, was drafted as both a pitcher and a position player, has dropped the pitching because uh, the offense came in in the field. Uh, Bats come along enough, 109 games this year between high A and double A, 283, 364, 468, 12 home runs, 57 extra base hits, he's got 63 walks to 115 strikeouts, striking out just over once again. 43 of 48 on stolen bases. So the speed is there. The defense is there. We saw him fireball at 100 miles an hour in the Futures game to get a guy at first. Justin Turner got all hot and bothered about that. Uh, I think ultimately, I probably would bring Mason Wynn down a little bit from four a little bit farther back in the list. I know that Kylie had him at a 45 future value. But to me, the power seems to be capped. Um, He hit 468. A lot of extra base hits. I think a big portion of that. I mean, he's got good gap power. Uh, He's got a ton of speed. You can see in the stolen base numbers. But I think that over the fence power, game power isn't necessarily going to be the strong suit for Mason Wynn. You don't have to have it at short. But it's hard for me to put him into the top four knowing that his, his power ceiling is limited like it is. So I think this is something where I'd have him a little bit farther back. I'd probably take the guy who's in number six and put him at number four. But before we get to that, number five, Tanner Bibby of the Guardians. 2021 fifth rounder out of Cal State Fullerton. And Kylie had him at a 35 future value, but acknowledges the joke amongst the prospect apparatus is that you can look at every Guardians draft and look at some of the late round college pitchers and say, these are the guys that their models said they should go take. And they're all underwhelming. Which one of these guys is going to add a bunch of velocity and be sitting mid-90s in a year? Tanner Bibby's that guy this year. So 
He was sitting 88-92 to in college at Cal State Fullerton. His final season there, 89 and two-thirds innings, 67 walks to 21 strikeouts. So he, you know, was not even close to a strikeout per inning. Uh, now, sitting mid to upper 90s, 94 to 97. Uh, he's got, you know, he's got a, a above average slider, and then he also has a curveball and a changeup that he's working on. But the numbers here over 25 games between high A and double A 8 and 2, 217 ERA, 0.96 whip, 132 and two thirds innings. And here's the big change. Remember college? College was 89 and two thirds innings. 67 strikeouts, right, for Tanner Bibby. Pros, 132 and two-thirds innings, 167 strikeouts to 27 walks. So his walk number was just about the same despite throwing an extra 50 innings. And he went from striking out less than a guy per inning to significantly more than a guy per inning. Uh, It's actually 11.3 guys per nine. Gave up 12 home runs, but... Somebody, I think he's I, he's at five on the list because he was rated so lowly. He was a 35 future value by Kylie entering the season. Um, I still think he's probably going to end up at best maybe as a number three. You know, I, the numbers are very good. And it's it, maybe it's just I haven't seen enough of him to feel like he could transcend to number three. The tools, he's got the fastball, he's got the slider, and then he's just got... Some average at best other pitches, and so I don't. I still don't see him as being anything more at best at a number three. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I need to go talk to Jeff Elias, Jeff Ellis, host of Locked On Guardians, see if he can give me some more insight on this. The guy that I think is too low on this list, and if you've listened to this show religiously, you know how much I care about this guy. Andrew Painter of the Phillies is number six on Kylie's list. Forty-five future value, 2021 first rounder out of. Uh, high school. 6, 7, 2, 15 are his measurements, and I think he is a legit ace. Because from that 6, 7 frame, very good extension, very consistent delivery and arm action, and then coming out of that, upper 90s fastball, I mean, uh, 90, 95 to 98 is where it sits. He can touch 100. Uh, to go along with that plus slider, above average changeup, Average curveball plus control. He's got the entire package. His stats this year between low A, high A, and double A, he went to three levels. Six and oh, three levels at age 19. Six and two, 156 ERA, 0.89 whip over 103 and two-thirds innings. 155 strikeouts. So 13.7 strikeouts per nine. 25 walks, so just over two walks per nine innings. Five total home runs allowed. I think Andrew Painter is the real deal. I love to watch him pitch. It's just about become appointment viewing in my house. Uh, and and he's. I don't know when he's going to debut. He's only 19 years old. He is a very very good pitcher. You probably he probably just needs more time, more experience. But at the same time. I, I don't, there's not a ton for him to improve. Right now, it's just an institutional knowledge kind of thing. Just getting more, more experience in situations so that he can make all of this happen when he gets to the big league level. Love Andrew Painter. In just a minute, 
Uh, I've got the last couple guys, another pitcher, a couple position players, including two from the same organization right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. So last couple guys here for the show as far as top 10 breakout prospects of 2022, according to Kylie McDaniel of ESPN. I will link the piece in the show notes and in the description. Uh, no guarantees that it's, I don't know if it's an insider piece or not, but either way, I'll link it for you so you have it. Uh, number seven on his list, Ricky Tiedemann, lefty pitcher for the Blue Jays. Uh, 2021 third rounder out of JUCO, 6'4", 220. And the thing here with Tiedemann is a little bit of work to do, but he's got really unique stuff. So um, let's do stats first. Okay, 18 games. Divided between low A, high A, and double A. 5 and 4, 217 ERA, 0.86 whip. So less than one runner per nine inning or per inning. 78 and two-thirds innings pitched, 117 strikeouts to 29 walks. Uh, three home runs allowed on the entire season. When you look at the stuff, uh, one is everything comes out of a lower lefty arm slot. So it's an unfamiliar slot for a hitter against a starting pitcher. Not something that they see a ton. Fastball sits 93-96, can touch 98. Again, you're not used to seeing a lefty fastball at that velo, never mind also from that slot. Uh, plus changeup, average slider. It's kind of a harder slider. Uh, I think the things to work on for Ricky Tiedemann, and, and he was on the, he's on this list because he was a 40 future value, albeit also a breakout pick by Kylie entering the season. But things to work on. Uh, I want to see the slider be more consistent. Uh, I feel like it can flash above average. Uh, sometimes it's a below average pitch. It's probably fringe as it stands to average it out. I think it can be average. And then keep a consistent arm slot. You'll see sometimes that he'll have the walk issues will come up because he loses the release point and loses the slot or the pitches differentiate on their slots and he needs to keep everything in that same slot. Again, it's very unique. And very hard for hitters to pick up. So let's keep it going right there. Uh, but Ricky Tiedemann looks like he's going to be really good. Only 19 years old. Plenty of time to work on some of this stuff. I expect him to go back to AA next year. He only got four games in. Uh, like 11 innings. Uh, doesn't work super deep into the games. That's something else I want to see him work on. Is, is try to work a little deeper into some of these. Uh, but AA again next year. You might look at a call up when he's... You know, maybe late in the year next year, a cup of coffee at the very end of the season, and then compete for a job at a spring training in 2024. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds is number eight. The only guy on this list who had a 50 value or better um, from Kylie entering the season. But Ellie De La Cruz has just done a ton of fantastic stuff this season. So, 6'5", 195, he was a 2018 IFA. It's very rare to see 370 grades on a scouting report. Uh, but power, speed, and the arm are all 70 grades for LA De La Cruz. I actually saw a scouting report the other day that referred to the arm as a railgun, which I think was a great way to kind of describe what LA De La Cruz can do with his arm. So, stats. He was in high A and double A, two-thirds of the time in high A, one-third in double A. So, 120 total games. 304, 359, 586. 28 home runs. 68 extra base hits, so close. Hit nine triples, 
40 walks to 158 strikeouts, 47 of 53 on stolen bases. Um, things here, one, uh, very good speed, very good arm, like we talked about. You can see the speed show up in the extra base hit numbers, in the uh, in the stolen base numbers. I think that the 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 downside right now for Ellie De La Cruz is he is incredibly aggressive at the plate. And so because of that, he can get himself behind the count. I think you see that in his strikeout numbers. I think he's always going to be a guy that strikes out more than once uh, per game as far as the average on it, simply because of the aggressive nature of, of, how he, of how he goes up and attacks pitchers. But... Um, I also think of anybody on this list, he has by like he has absolutely the highest ceiling. He's a phenomenal athlete, incredibly strong, incredibly fast, incredibly quick, uh, heck of an arm, switch hitter, a guy that there's a ton of shortstops for the Reds right now. They have a ton of shortstop options. And he's somebody that he may end up uh, going to going to the outfield. Depending on what happens, there's another guy in this system who's also on this list uh, who can play in, at third base. And so he may go to the outfield. He may stay at short. I don't know. But either way, wherever he goes, he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic professional. And the ceiling could be ridiculous. It's all a question of how much is he going to strike out. And when he's facing these better pitchers as he gets higher in the minors, what is what? What are his contact numbers going to going to end up being? Because your power tools only as good as your hit tool. Now he batted over three hundred, uh, including in Double A. His batting average went up from Low A Daytona last year to Double A Chattanooga this year. I mean, he is a good hitter. Uh, it's just a question of the strikeouts. Where is that going to end up? What's that going to do? Number nine on the list from Kylie McDaniel of ESPN. Sedane Raffaella of the Red Sox. Uh, 2018 IFA 5'8", 152. He's a short kink. And I think the big thing here for Raffaella is the powers kind of finally come in, right? Uh, rookie ball in 2019 uh, had a slugging average of like 400. 2021 in low A had a slugging average of like 400. This year, slugging uh, slugging is over 500. So... 116 games between high A and double A, two-thirds of those in double A. 299, 342, 538, 21 home runs, 63 extra base hits, 10 of those were triples, uh, 26 walks to 113 strikeouts, 28 to 35 on stolen bases. So let's start off with the defense first. Plus defense anywhere you put them. I don't know if he's played catcher, but... Everywhere else, I've seen him plus defender. And I think that's probably his route to the big leagues is that guy on your bench, you know, your Ben Zobris type, your Chris Taylor type who can play anywhere and give you good defense. He can play short. He can play third. He can play left field. He can play center field. He can play anywhere and give you good defense. So that's number one. Um, He doesn't strike out a ton. Less than once per game. So on average. You like that. He also doesn't walk a ton. 26 walks in 116 games. So, got to kind of balance that. You'd love to see him walk a little bit more. But I think part of the issue why he doesn't walk more, it's something he can fix. So, he he can he has good bat-to-ball skills. He can get a bat 
onto the ball. The issue is he can't always do it and make quality contact. So he's not walking a bunch because he may have a pitch that is a ball, but he can put a bat on it, and so he does. But it's a grounder to second versus a line drive into the gap. Or it's a grounder to, to, to short instead of a walk. So a little bit better plate discipline as far as recognizing the pitches that you can hit and drive versus what you need to let go by for a ball can dramatically improve the quality of his contact as well as bring up his walk rate. Uh, You'll probably see a corresponding adjustment there with the strikeouts, but still, just want to see him do a little better with that. But very impressed with him. He was a 35 future value from Kylie, so I get why he's on this list, and I'm happy with that. Uh, number 10, Christian Encarnacion Strand of the Red. Six foot 224. He was a 2021 fourth rounder out of college out of Oklahoma State. And in college, he was known as a power hitter. You know, a, a, a home run slugging kind of guy. Has kept that up at the big league level. Plays decent enough defense to hopefully stick at third. Uh, this year, between high A and then two double A affiliates because he got traded from the Twins to the, to the Reds. 122 total games. 304, 368, 587, 32 home runs, 68 extra base hits, 40 walks to 137 strikeouts, 8 to 10 on stolen bases. Kylie had him at a 40 future value. I feel like he's probably warranted a jump there. That number 10 spot's always hard to fill. There's probably somebody who could have gone here, but I'm okay with this entry. I do think he can stick at third defensively. Um, gives them a lot of flexibility to start moving guys like Anelli De La Cruz if they need to, Jose Barrero, whoever it may be. But what I like here, the defense, the power, obviously. You love the power. Um, you know, getting the 32 home runs, 68 extra base hits, and then keeping his strikeout rate at or below 25%. You know, so strikeouts 137 times, 122 games, a little bit high. I think since the power does show up, it's a worthwhile transfer. Or it's a worthwhile trade-off. Not something you necessarily love, but it happens. Can stick at third. Uh, I think the future's pretty bright. We'll see what happens and where he goes. Uh, fantastic rest of the week this week. Talking Arizona Fall League, previewing some of those rosters. Have a farm Friday on, on Friday coming for you. If you have questions for the show, remember, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. Or you can email us, Prospects at gmail.com. If you've made it this far in the video, in the video or the audio, do us a favor. Uh, if you're on video, like and subscribe to the, the, the channel. does help us out a ton. If you're on audio, go to the podcast app of your choice. Uh, leave us a review. really does help with discovery and people finding the show. Until we talk next time, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Mm-hmm.